So first of all, wow, this song is so inspiring, so connective, so touching. I just, I am absolutely in love with this song. It's one of my favorite songs. It just, it makes you feel so many different emotions. Um, And I think that was really the goal of Don McLean when he was writing. Um, And I'll talk a lot about his writing process later, but he really connected with this song. And I think that really shows throughout all of his writing. So um, I guess without further ado, I'm going to be analyzing Don McLean's famous work, Vincent, from his American Pie album, which was released in 1971. And this piece was written about Vincent Van Gogh and his life. And it was Don McLean trying to do him justice, trying to set the record straight on um, kind of what a genius Van Gogh is and how his work just is such a reflection of lessons we need to learn now in terms of inclusion and and really recognizing mental illness and, and bringing that to light. And so... I just, I think that this work is so special in so many different ways, and there's a lot to unpack, so I guess I'll just get started. Um, So we have the first verse, and it starts off by saying, starry, starry night. Now, this this phrase is an anaphora because it's repeated at the beginning of every verse. So I think that that is done because it's just reminding us who that who this song is about, um, who we're talking about in this situation. I mean, because the song says the song is named Vincent, which I think was done very intentionally by McLean. I think it was done for the purpose of um, um, trying to get the audience to see him in this personal way. And I think Don McLean feels a very personal connection to Vincent. Um, so. I think that saying starry, starry night just kind of reminds us what Vincent we're talking about, who we're talking about. Um, and I also think that this serves as a very powerful illusion because starry night is one of the most famous, if not the most famous piece that Van Gogh has done. I mean, when people think of Van Gogh, they think of starry night. It's it's kind of what he's known for. It's his trademark. So I think that that's just kind of setting um, the tone for the entire the entire piece is just saying, okay, like we're going to starry, starry night. Um, also, something really interesting about Starry Night is that this one was painted kind of unlike a lot of Van Gogh's paintings. He usually paints his, his paintings from like reference and he has them in front of him but starry night was painted from memory which personally i think is why it's one of his best pieces and why it is as famous as it is why it's as easy to connect to as it is i think that this was painted solely off of memory solely off of feeling and um i think that's so special so I definitely, I definitely believe that that deeper connection is established through stating this, this um, monumentary piece that he has, um, and just kind of putting it right in the forefront of the entire song, just like sets the audience up, prepares them for what we're going to be talking about. 
Um, and then we go on to the next line, paint your palette blue and gray, which is kind of just referring back to um, the colors used in Starry Night. Um, look out on a summer's day with eyes that know the darkness in my soul. So look out was used very intentionally here because most of the paintings referenced in this song and also most of Van Gogh's most famous paintings were painted in the last couple years of his lives. So like the last year, year and a half, um, Van Gogh was actually, he admitted himself into an asylum, uh, St. Remy Asylum, and he looked out of his window when he was painting for reference, and he went into the courtyard uh, garden to paint, and so these were kind of just like the settings that he had to paint from. These were the references that he he looked at when he was um, doing some of his most, fam most famous pieces, so lookout is used very intentionally there. He also admitted himself in the summertime, so I think that's why that part is there. Um, and then with eyes that know the darkness in my soul is just establishing like who's talking about Van Gogh. It's, it's Don McLean kind of demonstrating such a personal connection he has to this artist and the song. Um, so further we have um, shadows on the hills, sketch the trees and the daffodils. So those are kind of just references to him and what he what he does. Like he he mostly paints landscapes. Um, so that's what that's kind of talking about. And then the last two lines in particular are talking about. Um, it says catch the breeze and the winter chills in colors on the snowy linen land. So many people associate those two lines with Van Gogh's work, Two Peasant Women um, Digging in the Snow-Covered Fields, which was painted in 1890, the year that Van Gogh passed away. And so this is kind of the first time we're seeing another one of his works kind of described with such imagery and such colorful um, diction. And you're going to see a lot of imagery used throughout this entire um, song. And, and Don McLean is very, very um, cautious with the words that he uses, with the diction that he includes, because he really makes an effort to show, kind of um, put you in the setting of all of these different paintings. So all of the words that he picks are very intentional so that you're really connecting with the paintings and all that. Um, and you're really connecting with his message, which uh, we'll circle back to at the end. So then we go on to the chorus, and the chorus says, Now I understand what you tried to say to me. And this is more or less uh, McLean explaining this cry for help that we see um, Van Gogh had. And not many people recognize him in his situation, um, but after reading... Uh, a book that Theo, Van Gogh's brother, um, wrote about him and his life, you see that he was so mentally ill and people just kind of wrote him off as this crazy artist. And so Don McLean really, really tried to um, discredit that and say like, no, he was actually just a genius and he was just broken like the rest of us are. Um, and nobody, nobody was there for him except for his brother. Um, and he's also kind of saying, like, 
setting us up for this is a current day message. This is this is a message for my audience, and I'm bringing it full circle to where we are now and what we can do about this now. So then the next two lines are, and how you suffered for your sanity and how you tried to set them free. And he uses an anaphora here. He goes, and how you, and how you, in the beginning of both of those um, lines. And he's really just trying to say, like, and how you suffered for your sanity and how you really tried through your artwork to um, express how you were feeling and how you tried to set them free is like how you're saying, like, you tried to get all your emotions out on this canvas and you tried to heal yourself through your art. Um, And so that anaphora is just really serving to drive home the point of who Van Gogh was and what he was really trying to do with his art and what his goal was. Um, the next two lines or the final two lines of the chorus are they would not listen they did not know how perhaps they'll listen now and um, I believe that this is in reference to Vincent's family Um, his family was not very supportive of of him in his career besides his brother Theo and they just kind of wrote him off because of his um, illness and they did not believe in him um, because of that and this caused Vincent to lose um, lose confidence in himself and his passion and his art. I mean, he even wrote in in a letter to a Paris critic who praised his work. He said, um, it's absolutely certain that I shall never do anything important. Um, and this just goes to show you that he was losing confidence in himself because uh, he just wasn't getting any affirmation from the people closest to him. So he was lacking that support, lacking that love. So verse two moves into, um, in rapid succession, it talks about a bunch of different paintings um, that Van Gogh did. So he starts again with Starry Starry Night, um, that anaphora. Um, And then he goes into into a bunch of different allusions to a bunch of different pieces of art. So the first one is flaming flowers that brightly blaze. So the first part, first of all, this is alliteration, and I think it's one of the most beautiful lyrics of the entire song. Um, but it 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 kind of sets us up for talking about like these different settings that we're going to be in. So flaming flowers is a reference to the sunflower series which Van Gogh did in 1888, which was two years before he died. And he did this piece of work and it, it kind of is a bunch of oranges and yellows. And it's it's pretty powerful images of like um, sunflowers and kind of depicting the sun itself. So it's flaming and blazing um, what it's talking about here. And the colors are just so powerful and the palette that he uses are so uplifting um, that it, it has kind of a, a happy, joyful, hopeful undertone to it. And this is this is the year before he admitted himself to the mental institution. So we can kind of see um, a change from here to what I'm going to be describing as he paints further um, in his stay. So Brightly Blaze is also kind of referring to Starry Night, but not the Starry Night that is referenced in the Anaphora, but the two other Starry Nights that he did. So he actually um, painted multiple Starry Nights. He had the one that we all know, um, and then he had Starry Night over the Rhone and um, Cafe Terrace at night. 
And these were both painted in 1888. So at the same time that um, Sunflower series was painted. So all of these are kind of joyful. Um, they're loving, they're appreciative of their surroundings. And you can just like, you can feel um, the, the joyful undertone of these works. And then it goes on to say swirling clouds and violet haze, which is in reference to um, the wheat fields of cypresses. So this is another one that kind of is similar to Starry Night. Um, and it's it's a picture that, that kind of depicts the seasonal wind that passes through France every year. Um, and so some people, it makes them so upset um but this one kind of has like a dark green emerald um which is the omen of death and so these trees are often placed in cemeteries um and so this is this was painted in 1889 which is which is right when um he went into the asylum so so you can you can kind of tell how that initially impacted him when he entered because you go from these joyful flowers and the sun and orange and yellow to green and and browns and blacks and and trees that are the omen of death that are found in cemeteries and and you can you can see where I'm going with this. Um, after that, it says reflects in Vincent's eyes of china blue, um, colors changing hue, and this is referencing how. Um, Vincent used to do some self-portraits along with his landscapes, and he had blue eyes, but he would often change his eye colors in these self-portraits to reflect his own moods and emotions at the time. And so this reflection of um, Eyes of China Blue coming after um, the swirling clouds of violet haze, the, the deep green, the the talking about omens of death, you can see a connection between like when he was so happy and joyful in the beginning to how that's really affecting him through all of this imagery that we're experiencing. After that, it says morning fields of amber grain, which is talking about um, his painting Wheat Fields with Crows, which was done in 1890. And that is the year of his death. And this, this painting is one of his darker creations and it's just a bunch of black crows over glowing fields and it's like a threatening dark night um, encroaching um, and there's like reflections of stormy times in his life and his mind and it's all kind of just mixed into this one um, rather like dreary setting that he's painting. Um, and like I mentioned before, the ones that were uh, from 1889 to 1890, those were all painted when he was in the mental institution. So these were the settings he was seeing. So he was seeing these crows, he was seeing this field, these trees, this dark green, he was seeing all of this around him, which only um, made his condition worse. So then we, then we see um, weathered faces lined in pain, um, are soothed beneath the artist's loving hand. So um, some people think that this line is in reference to the potato eaters, which is a piece that he painted in 1885 of a family. And they're, they're a poor family, you can tell because of their setting, but they're happy. 
Um, and like I mentioned before, he never really had much support from his family because of his illness. Um, he had schizophrenia and severe depression, hallucinations, delusions, and his family cast him out because of that. They didn't believe him in because of that. They thought he couldn't be successful because of that. And so in 1885, he kind of had hope for them believing in him. Um, and you can see that because he's expressing his love for his family through this painting. And um, it's basically just his idealized situation. So then the chorus repeats and we go into the bridge. Now, the bridge is, is describing the moment of, of death or the moment that Van Gogh decided to take his life. So the first line says, for they could not love you, but still your love was true. And like I mentioned previously, this is talking about his paintings. He really, really poured all of his emotions, all of his feelings into his paintings, into his work. And he loved his art. It was his, his healing um, kind of outlet. So, but, but they're paintings, so they couldn't love him back. They couldn't love him like his family um, could have or the people in his life could have. So, um, ultimately, it was a failed attempt to connect. Um, so the next line says, And when no hope was left in sight on that starry, starry night, bringing up that anaphora again, reminding us who we're talking about, the feelings around that time, you took your life as lovers often do. And that is another one of my favorite lines because that is so powerful. That's really, really bringing um, to life the fact that he he was so distraught over the lack of love that he was experiencing and um, the lack of connection he was feeling with people um, around him that he, he took his life. He shot himself in the chest, died two days later in the hospital. Um, and then it says but I could have told you Vincent and this syntax or bringing his name um, at the end of this sentence. So I could have told you comma Vincent and that that uh, word is really drawn out. And I think that um, this is just reminding us how how personal it is and that it's a conversation between um, McLean and Van Gogh. Um, I could have told you, Vincent, that this world was never meant for one as beautiful as you. And that's a strong hyperbole, but also I think that it's it shows us the powerful emotions that McLean is feeling around Van Gogh and, and what he's learned about him, his tragic past, everything that he's been through, and just expressing how misunderstood he was, which is kind of his whole point of this. Um, I mean, Van Gogh even says in a letter to his brother, uh, while my work, I am risking my life for it and my reasons are half foundered for it. So by that, he kind of means that like, he's putting his all into his work. And um, because of that, like it's, it's being taken out of him. So moving on to verse three, which is kind of drawing our song to a close. We hear Starry Starry Night, that anaphora. Um, and then we hear portraits hung in empty halls, frameless names, frameless heads on nameless walls, um, which, which is assonance, first of all, in that repetition of um, frameless, nameless. Um, and 
this is kind of indicating his lack of success over his lifetime. And we know that he didn't really become successful. He wasn't really well known until he passed away. Um, and so this frameless heads on nameless walls is just um, referencing his his time when he was alive and he just felt unsuccessful. And it, it kind of echoes his loneliness as a person. Um, with eyes that watch the world and can't forget, like the strangers that you've met, the ragged men in ragged clothes. So this that repetition, first of all, of ragged men in ragged clothes, that's important because um, it's kind of talking about what the rest of it's talking about in terms of like this whole metaphor for um, for his kind of humanitarian activities um, and his love for social outcasts. And this is all reflected in his work. And it also kind of is a metaphor talking about like his style um, and how his style is continued through his paintings, drawings and writings. And um, it's just really, really special that his legacy is left and preserved in such high esteem now um, when it was so disregarded when he uh, was alive. So the final two um, phrases of verse three are um, the silver thorn, a bloody rose, which you, you hear the syntax like breaking up that sentence into two different chunks, um, which is kind of meant to describe him so a silver thorn, a bloody rose is referencing kind of Vincent as a person. And then when you compare that to the line below it, um, lie crushed and broken on a virgin snow. Um, so that lie crushed and broken is just kind of describing his, his um, openness and his expression of pain. And the virgin snow is the canvas. So it's, it's again referencing like how, how healing the like painting was for him and, and how, how he really poured all of his emotions into his work. Um, and there was something that's also really interesting is, um, Oscar Wilde wrote, um, a piece called the nightingale and the rose, which this could also be referencing, um, because this piece by Wilde, is about a nightingale who sacrifices himself and pierces him his um, heart on the thorn of a rose so that um, the rose tree could um, allow a rose to bloom. So he sacrifices himself for the benefit of growing a rose. And that's what that piece is about. And that could be comparing how Van Gogh really sacrificed himself and his, his mental health just to continue art in his final days. Um, and something else that it could be referencing, um, cause this could have a lot of meanings. Um, it's, it's definitely two lines that need to be unpacked greatly, um, and in, de in detail, it could be referencing, um, how he cut off his ear for his unrequited love. Um, so there's just a lot that could kind of go there, but I think that that syntax is really important and that, um, description and that imagery is really important. Um, there is a quote by Van Gogh um, that says, often it seems to me that night is even more richly colored than the day. And so I think his expression of like love and his 
infamous painting Starry Night, we, we just, we really see that, um, we see him and his love for his art and how that's really costing him. And then finally, we read the outro, which um, goes, now I think I know what you tried to say to me and how you suffered for your sanity and how you tried to set them free. They would not listen. They're not listening still. Perhaps they never will. So this is just a slight twist on the chorus and it's bringing it into a current context, even more current than the, than the chorus was. And it's, it's basically just talking about McLean now and, and his inspiration for writing the piece. And he's talking about um, Van Gogh's story and, and how he really is just trying to drive point the home that he understands him and his brokenness. Um, and actually just to get into um, McLean's writing process a little bit more and how he came up with the song. Um, he's always been connected to Van Gogh. Um, McLean himself had a really, really difficult life. And so finding Van Gogh's work um, was really special to him. He was actually really poor when he was writing um, his American Pie album, which is um, the album that this song appears on. Um, and despite him being so poor, he still had like a myriad of books on Van Gogh because he, he just loved him for inspiration. Um, and he really connected with his work. And so he needed one more song for the, for the album. And he said, okay, why don't I write about Van Gogh? And um, this was after he read uh, Theo's, Theo's book about Van Gogh. And, and he was really like, wow, this artist is just so misunderstood. And I need to, I need to justify this. I need to set things right. Um, so he was so poor that he found like a stack of green paper from the trash and he was like, okay, I can write songs on this. So he did. And he, he came up with this song and he came up with this song with the lyrics by literally staring at Starry Night. And he claims in an interview that he did, um, in Nashville just this year, actually, that, uh, one of the most powerful memories he has about writing this song was that. Uh, when he looked at the picture Starry Night, that the picture would tell him what to say. It was speaking to him. So it's almost as if Van Gogh is coming alive and, and really finally expressing himself through this through this song and, and through his art. And we were really just seeing like justice for him in um, these words. So Don McLean sang for schools because he was so poor. He did freelance work like that where he would play the banjo for kindergartners and, and he'd play for high schoolers, um, his guitar, he'd play for proms. So after he wrote this song, he was playing at a high school. He was playing for a prom and he, he was like, oh, I mean, I'm just going to try out my new song, see what happens. So he, he sang Van Gogh and the audience before, I mean, it's, it was teenagers. They were all just disengaged. They were all just having fun, not really paying attention to what he was playing. Um, then as soon as he started playing the song, they all just stopped and stared. And, and he, he said that he remembers the look on their faces when the song started playing. And that's when he knew that he had found a connection to everyone. Um, he said that the one thing that connects every person is that we're all broken and that we all feel pain. And that is what Van Gogh taps into through his work. And that's what he connects to. And he wants other people to see that. 
So he went to record it. It took him one take. He wanted to be like Sinatra, like Elvis, just like go into the studio prepared, have it raw, have it mean something and um, record whatever came out. And so he went from thinking Van Gogh was, and I quote, garden variety crazy um, to kind of looking at him as such an inspiration for for using your art to heal others and using your art to express yourself. Um, in fact, Deepak Chopra was so inspired by um, this song that McLean wrote. Um, he commented on the lyrics and he said that the song was so touching and, and that's how he wanted his songs to make people feel. And additionally, he said um, it was actually Tupac's favorite song and that when he was dying on his hospital bed, when he was in the hospital, he he requested that this song be played on a loop so that when he passed away, um, if he passed away at that moment, he would hear this song in the background, which is what ended up happening. So it's just, it's a song that's meant to connect with people. It's a song that's meant to, um, to really like, tap into people's pain and tap into people's love and tap into people's hopes and dreams and aspirations. And it's, although it's sad because it talks about Van Gogh at the end of his life and, and his desperation just to connect and to be loved that failed, um, that failed attempt at, at um, living. It, it really does inspire people to connect more deeply with everything that they do in their life and, and all of their works. So um, all in all, this piece is so inspiring and just um, a piece about unity and connection. And so um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this analysis and I hope that it was helpful in understanding um, Don McQueen's work. So anyways, bye. <laughs>